Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the 11th season of the Old Barn Hockey Show on Fox Sports 1460. Also on Caps Radio 24-7 and available on your mobile device via SoundCloud or iTunes podcasts. This is your hockey show. The Hershey Bears, the Stanley Cup champion Washington Capitals, the AHL, the NHL, and the Flyers and Pens too, plus all sorts of cool guests from the hockey and sports world. Hosting the barn are the SCO man, Frank Schofield, still the PR director, Brock Kirshner, the son of the Hall of Famer, J.D. Mathers, and producer, Art Selby. Now, let's drop the puck for today's show. Here's Francois. Thanksgiving hunting season I was going to go hunting today but I decided to come in and and do the show to my left to your right PR director for the old barn hockey show Mr. Brock Kirshner hello executive senior producer uh, making us sound really fine Uh, Mr. Art Selby hey boys and uh, I don't know if you noticed to your left uh, to my right um, J.D. Mathers, former voice of the Bears, uh, MIA. Very quiet. But he's very, very quiet. <laughs> <laughs> he's very quiet because maybe he's not here. We're like on a show-long penalty kill here. We're down a man. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what's up. I we, we start every day at what time? Noon. Noon. What time do we get going, Art? Noon, noon. And I haven't heard. I even, hopefully everything's okay. Maybe he'll walk in during the show. But as we sit here right now, 12 o'clock, I had to get the show going. We have guests lined up. We got to go. We got to go. It's raining. People forget how to drive in the rain. We got to go. We got to go. What, because the kids are off school? Who knows? Snow, maybe, rain. Maybe he didn't want to come in because he didn't want to hear me say, I was right, you were wrong. Or maybe you don't want that either. I was right, you were wrong. Or maybe you, Art, I was right, you were wrong. Maybe you guys don't all want to hear that. Because as of a little bit ago, Ron Hextall was fired as the general manager of your Philadelphia Flyers. What? He was. I didn't even fired. hear that. Fired. Gone. He was. They- no, no, uh, 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 uh. If you recall several shows ago, or last week or the week before, if you recall, I'm the one that said gone. Gone. And you guys were going, no, you need to save Ronnie. Ron Hextall needs to stay. He needs to stay. Wrong guy. You said it. I still say it. But what did Frank say? I know what you said. What did Frank say? You said that Hextall should go. Go on. And I still say that he should be there. He should be there why? Because he didn't fire Hextall? Well, that that's what the, the leak is now. A lot of people are saying the word is is he's out because Look at he Art. refused. Art's sweating right now. He, Art <laughs> I'm is, stunned. Art, <laughs> I Art, did not see that one coming. Yeah, he refused to fire Hextall. That is the word. Maybe because... Hackstall coached his son in college, and maybe he didn't want to pull that trigger. Maybe. Yeah, but he gives up that gig for him. I mean. I don't know. Is there that much loyalty? You tell me. I don't know. And, you know, J.D. said the same thing. You can't fire Hextall. Yeah. Hextall put this team together. Hextall kept them under the cap. Hextall did this, did that. During the cap years, he guided them through. 
Holmgren is our intern GM, so please get how about get gritty in there because he'll do a better job. How about that goaltender mess that hasn't been fixed up? <laughs> how about not calling up Hart? How about just leaving it as it is? Is was there there's six goalie in twenty games, something like that? Yeah, I mean, let's look at we saw Hart directly this weekend. Sure, he's he's not ready yet. He's struggling a little bit. But he's certainly the future. No, there's no doubt. And it's not Stolarz. <laughs> no. By the way, who came in second. Didn't even start in Toronto. Came in second on that game on Saturday night. The game in which the Toronto Maple Leafs, I'm watching that game. No Bears game. Mm-hmm. I'm home. My wife goes somewhere. I don't know where she goes. She went to Perry County. I don't know. My daughter goes to some escape room somewhere. Like, she goes to these escape rooms right now. I'm like, haven't you figured it out yet? Well, they're a little different, Frank. I don't know. And I'm home alone. I'm, I'm all excited. I got the fire going. I got the dog with me. I have an empty house. I'm like, I'm all And the excited. fire was okay. I got I got the new Battlefield Five on my Xbox. And I'm doing a little bit of that. And I'm watching a little bit of Man in the High Castle. And I'm like, oh, the Flyers, the Flyers-Leafs game's coming on at the top of the hour at 7 o'clock. My God, it was three goals in the first 10 minutes. The Flyers just getting t- trounced. And that, and that right there spells why Hackstall needs to be gone. He cannot get that team. Poor. I felt bad for up. JVR. I felt bad for JVR. There are many people to feel bad for. It just he... Toronto had a big welcome uh, oh, yeah. video role for <laughs> JVR. Thanks for all you've done. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So Ron Hextall, as we sit here taping at 12 o'clock noon on Monday, Ron Hextall was relieved as general manager. This this team just it, it's just constantly up and down. You feel great about them, then they look terrible. A goalie starts playing well for one of the goalies, then he gets hurt. There's just no consistency with this team, and it's been this way for a long time, and it's gonna be this way the rest of the year. Elliott will come back. They will play be- better hockey. They'll win games. You know, I thought if Elliott came back and didn't play well, the Flyers would probably bring in another veteran. They're going to make the playoffs. They're going to be a pain in the butt for someone. Will they win the Cup? No. Whether Hextall's a GM or not. Why do you sound so confident that they're going to make the playoffs? They're a good hockey team. They're too good. All right, let me tell you a stat, which is we've talked about this on the barn, and you should know better. The Thanksgiving rule day stat. That if you are in the playoffs during Thanksgiving Day, at Thanksgiving Day, you will make the playoffs. If you are out, you are most likely out. Because I've sat here and watched an eighth seed Flyers team get within two wins of the Stanley Cup. We've I seen it with this what... team. You just got to get in a dance, and then anything can happen. We've seen Brock, it. Brock, what happens when, you, when you're not in that Thanksgiving Day lineup? Most of the time, you're out. You're out. I will say this. And I'll even give credit. J.D. made that brought to right, our attention. Right. It's J.D.'s rule. And if, gosh darn it, God bless him. I hope he's okay and not in a ditch somewhere off a bridge because I don't know where he is. The only way this Flyers team will make the playoffs is if there is an immediate quick change in the entire coaching staff and well, that coaching staff finally gets this team Pointed in one direction together. There are, I think, real quick, Hackstall will be let go. I think it's only a matter of time. I hope it's I, over. I, I think they're going to bring in a new general manager. You want to say they fired the wrong guy? Would Ed Snyder have fired this guy? Would Ed Snyder have fired, fired Hextall? Paul Hol- Hextall? Um, pr- probably at this point. But I'm mean, Holmgren. I mean, seriously, how, how does he still have a job? Who? Holmgren. When most of Hextall's tenure has been fixing salary and paperwork issues with with trying to, you know, stop paying people that stopped think... playing for the Flyers years ago. But it's all about the goalies. It's all about not having your goalie house in order. And the Philadelphia, that's been the biggest crux. And And, and listen, Barn fan, I know you're listening out there. You know what I'm talking about. And we're still The goaltending situation has never been rectified in Philadelphia. And now it's like this big joke. It's always been a joke. But in this modern day and age, and with the change of the style and change of the league and change of the system, it should have been figured out by now. You should have Hart up there ready to go. He should have been in training camp, good to go, bam, bam. And then leave leave Elliott with him, get rid of Nuvi, figure it out. Gosh, darn, we should get Coachy on the line today. Can you try to get – listen, I, I want I, I want Coachy a little later, right? I have a feeling he's a little busy. No, Coachy will talk to us. 
You kidding me? Steve Coach from the Philadelphia Flyers. Here's the solution that I'm going to give you guys. You guys let me know. Yeah. There's two general managers out there that are being talked to right now. One of them is Joel Quimbell. Guaranteed, he's already talked to Holmgren. That conversation probably happened on Sunday, I'm going to say after the Leafs game. Are you talking about a coach or general manager? Gen- well, they got to get a general manager first. You still have a coach, buddy. Okay, so you're Hackstall's saying... is still your coach. So you're saying Q for GM. Yeah. Okay. What's your That other? conversation... Art, am I right? That conversation probably happened on Sunday. Probably, yeah. That was probably the most embarrassing loss in Philadelphia history on, on Saturday. No. no, Six-nothing? The, the, the two playoff losses at home, oh, the okay. Pittsburgh in games three and four, oh. were pretty embarrassing. Okay, listen to you two numbnuts. Okay, this is Hockey Night in Canada across the whole United States. Hockey Night in Canada, Don Cherry at halftime... They had their anniversary light blue, baby blue jackets on. It is the perfect, most highly rated night at all. And the Flyers get blown out 6 nothing. Uh, how about playing against Sidney Crosby, splitting in Pittsburgh, and then going home in games three and four nope. in your home ice and losing 5 nothing and 6-1? to one? But that's that goes back then. I'm talking now where the team is now. It's 6 nothing. Okay. okay? Here's the next guy. This year, yes. Just stop. Stop your talking. You just talk too much. Here's the next one. Brian Burke. You want truculence? You want a team that's going to come back? You want a team that's going to be held accountable? Who better than Brian Burke to come? Who better for a tough team, a team that only has two fights this year? Who better to bring the toughness and fits better than Brian Burke? Can you imagine if Brian Burke was the general manager of your Flyers? I guarantee that conversation's happened also. Let me ask Art this. Guarantee it. Art, Art, do you think Holmgren will hire out of the boys' club? Holmgren, Holmgren probably would not, but I, I don't know. That's my thought process. Just the way I see it going. It's the way I see it going. Those two guys are going to be taking a look at. Man, is it great to be in Central PA in a hockey role or what? <laughs> and this is only going to be good for ratings. It's only going to be good for everything. Hopefully it's good for the team. Well, I think it. Where's JD at? <laughs> what? Like, how does JD not even text? How does he not even call? Maybe he's with Coatsy. I don't get it. Maybe JD's interviewing. Yeah, right. <laughs> Maybe he's done asking for a pass, a media <laughs> pass. Right? And there's Holman going, well, what about your shorts? <laughs> what about that outfit you wore to your interview? Well, I don't know. Oh, well, I fell on the ice. I fell in a pond. Oh, okay, stop. J.D. The guy almost died. Okay. He didn't die. Well, come on. could have. Hershey Bears, over the weekend, you're right. They saw Hart on Friday, and the Penguins got a nice little win up in Wilkes-Barre on Saturday night. This Hershey Bears club is still trying to find themselves. They're last place in the division. But they don't seem like they're playing like they're in last place, Brock, do no. they? No, I mean, they're 6-4 and four in their Does last. Does it seem weird to you? They've been hanging around 6-3-0. But when you went to the standings page, did you go, boy, that doesn't look right. Right. Two teams in front of them have less wins than the Bears. Wilkes-Barre and Providence only have eight wins. Yeah. Bears have nine wins. 23 out of 31 uh, in the league. But we're a quarter of the way through the season. And they got to start climbing. They got to get going. Yeah, I mean, for me, Samsonov is having a little bit of a tough time adjusting to the smaller rink, his angles. Um, he's playing fantastic, but some of the longer shots, you can tell his angles are off just a little bit. But that every goalie that, that comes from overseas adjusting to the North American game faces those troubles for a while. Uh, no worries there. Penalty kills at 12th in the league, 83%. That's, that's I mean... Typically, where we've been, power plays a little lower, 18th, uh, just under 18%. We could could stand to see some boost from that. We have a rare game this Wednesday night. I got to tell you, I missed Wednesday's game last week. I missed Did you? big time. That's, my, that's the setup for my Thanksgiving. It has been for years. And, you know, Wednesday night, I'm sitting at home going, yeah, I just uh, I don't feel it. You didn't feel it at all. That's just my take on it. It was just, you know, Thanksgiving Day got here and it was like, yeah, I, I didn't get my didn't get my setup. 
Well, it was weird. I always okay. Round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Deuce that game back here at the station, and it was just odd. It just, it was quiet. I mean, everybody, you know, I, I was very busy, so I didn't really have a chance to miss it. Right, you did. But it was just odd, not. You know, not getting it done. Here's I was diving into the numbers a little bit this morning, and here's a trend I saw with the Bears. We tail off throughout the game. Looking Oh yeah. First period, twenty goals, four nineteen against. Second period, sixteen four, twenty-four against. Third period, twelve goals for twenty-one against. Mm. When we score first, we're seven and three. So at ten games out of those twenty, we've scored first and and won seven of those. When I see this club at home, I think they're there. Like, we're okay. Yeah. It, we're solid. We can compete. It's a score and hold on type of team right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by the way, the show, the stretch show was pretty good, by the way. Down at Club XL. It's packed. Yeah, it was packed. It was definitely packed. We go on the phone right now. We got my buddy, Zach Fish. Zach, how are you, buddy? I'm good. Bears just finishing up a practice here today, standing outside the locker room and uh, you know, Sunday off two in a row for the guys. It's been a little bit weird schedule, but favorable after a really intense start with seven game road trip there. So uh, guys getting ready for a midweek game. Nice to have that uh, on Wednesday versus Wilkes-Barre and then get set for a couple at home this weekend. So, so but, uh, overall, a real nice win in Wilkes-Barre and hope you guys had a happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, absolutely. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy holidays uh, to you too, Zach. Hey, this club, we're just sitting here talking, first of all, the Philadelphia Flyer news about Paul Holmgren being let go. Um, Hextall. Hextall, I'm sorry. Hextall being let go. Um, pretty shocking. I, I wouldn't say shocking, but everyone's saying wrong guy. Brock says wrong guy. Should have got the coach, not Hextall. I say right guy, and I've been saying this the whole time. They did get the right guy in letting Ron Hextall go. Thoughts, Zach? Yeah, it's interesting. I was surprised to see that news today. I was more surprised uh, – that uh, I, we, we heard, and it, it's amazing how things get lost in translation, and someone said Hextall let go, and everyone started passing around that Hextall was let go. I mean, it's common confusion that I'm sure is going around Flyers fans today, and then when people found out it was actually Hextall, it was you know quite shocking there. Um, I always say jokingly, was there big news in the hockey world today? Okay, it must have involved a former Bear, and this is no exception. Um, I didn't think that that's the route that they would go, um, it's definitely a different route, but I mean, huh, you know, it's the right um, route. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's the end of the old boys club. You got to blow this thing yeah. up. I, I've been saying it, it for weeks, Zach. It's definitely cutting off the head. I mean, more so than, than doing surgery or something like that. It's, uh, it's taking care of business from the top and holding the top accountable. I mean, by, by the know, way, he's, he's, by the way, JD is a, a no show today. Just so you know, we have no idea where he is. We have I no guess idea. I could have been there. Guess I could have been there. Well, missing in action, JD Mathers. Do we reprimand him for this if it's not uh, unless he's like really in a bad place? No. Zach? JD JD does his own thing. You know, like Art? Do we do we like give him a warning? Two minutes in the box. Did two you, two did minutes you, in the box? Did you not leave a pass at the front desk? No. I think he's just got to host the show on his own one day and see how he does. I think that's a good idea. Let Frank just sit back and kick his feet up one day and have a drink in his hand and say, J.D., you weren't here. You can do my job because I had to fill all this time. How about Once that? He, and no, and here's the deal. I was all he comes up with. I was all excited. Zach's up coming in and like, you know, the Flyers news and we got, you know, the Bears thing coming up. I wanted to talk about the 10 days in J.D.'s garage. You know, I want to talk Archie Henderson coming up. He's going to be joining us on the show today. Yeah. I have all these things to talk about. All these things. You, the Bears, you got a rare Wednesday night game this week. And then you're back at home, then back-to-back, then Saturday on Sunday. So you you got a nice little home run in front of you, three straight home games. Yeah, it's great. Great to be back in our own beds for a little bit. And the schedule's pretty good. I mean, realistically, for the rest of the year, we got the big road trips out of the way right at the start, um, which is 
beneficial for the fact that you know home cooking is a good thing and your record's got to be good at home it's got to be better than what it was last year and we got a couple nice wins at home and just looking for that consistency still and it was a closer game you know if you didn't get a chance to watch the game friday you know it looks lopsided 6-2 oh there's another big loss in lehigh i you know definitely was was agitated by the fact that it got to that just because you want to win there and we've really struggled there seven in a row that we've lost dating back before that playoff run that we had there. that's our last win in game five of the playoffs and you haven't won in there in, in over a year now. So, but it was a 3-2 game going to third period. Right. Whitney had a breakaway that, you know, Hart, he played really well, give him credit, um, made a big stop on, and then from there it just spiraled, unfortunately. So, some positives to take out of that. And then, you know, Wilkes-Barre, I don't think they're as deep as they were last year. They're a little banged up. Uh, Jari's up right now, but on the same side of it, you got to win those games and three wins and four tries against them already. You know, you got to take care of business, another opportunity, and then to hopefully surpass them on Wednesday um, with the home game. So I'm impressed with the way that we've gone in there and won. And just a small part in that game just shows me that this team's ability to overcome adversity compared to what we've seen in the last year and a half of we get a goal waved off, a legit goal we score, the referee just blew the whistle too quick, and the puck was never even close to remotely covered. And nobody hung their heads. Nobody got in the rest face and screamed and lost their cool late voiced their displeasure and they went right back to work and scored 10 seconds later and and that was the game winning goal it turned out to be the game winning goal as an insurance marker at the time and and we held on and the other thing I can say about this team is it's great to see Vitek Vanacek back in goal and this year is really so far and knock on what it continues but his coming out party um, and he's saying do not forget about me and he has a great opportunity again here now that he's fully healthy with three games in week starting up again to be that guy for this team that goes two of three um, if he continues to play the way he does will it start right away we'll see but I think that he's a guy that is impressed and continues to impress and another big win for him on Saturday um Teddy, Teddy Bear tosses on Sunday yeah Sunday Correct. big day Real excited. everybody yeah. loves a Teddy Bear toss yeah, the work Brock does, does is un- incredible, and, and I know a lot of people are hoping we get 30,000 bears this year. I'm right there with you. We had over 25 last year, a club record. Um, attendance looks very good, so if you haven't got your seats yet, make sure you get them. I think we had 9,400 people in the building announced crowd last year. I think we're definitely going to surpass that and hopefully sell it out this year, which means a lot more bears coming in. So if everybody brings – two or three bears instead of one this year or five and five or six instead of three or four. And then we get another, hopefully thousand plus people in the building. You know, we could really have a shot to, to get over 30,000, which would be an incredible accomplishment. No matter how many we get, it's unbelievable for kids and charity, but it is just, if you haven't been to that game, and I know we've all been there, but if you haven't been to that game as a fan listening, you got to be there. And I'm sure most of our listeners are diehards, but if you're in the DC area, listen to this on Caps Radio 24 seven, it is worth the drive. It's worth the trip. It's one of the most, Phenomenal sites that you will see live of ten minutes. It it's, feels like of it's one of the best. Down. It's one of the it's best in the United States, yeah. in North America. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Calgary Hitmen are the only team that have done it better, right. and they have an eighteen thousand seat building or whatever right. the Saddle Dome is that that they use. So we don't we don't have the luxury of that, and we're right there with them. So Just, we're going to keep up in it every year. So footsteps are coming, and I, I can't wait to see what our fans do this year. I've Brock, already talked to a lot of people that are pumped. Just stop by the dollar store. They're they're cheap. You know, it gives another another bear to the count. And, you know, if we can break 30,000, it'll be absolutely fantastic. All right. Well, listen, Zach, thank you very much for calling in here today. We'll see you on Wednesday night. Uh, see you tonight at the Bears' Den tonight. But uh, back at home then, coming up then on uh, on a Wednesday night. Well, I can't wait for it, guys. Looking forward to the live show tonight. Happy holidays. and talk to you soon, and good luck finding J.D. <laughs> I don't, we don't know where he is. This is the weirdest show. It's I like hope he's all right, but MIA, MIA, I'll wait to see what, what happens. Let it's him weird. He always does. It's weird. All right, I got to go. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Take buddy. care. That's Zach Fish calling us from uh, outside the locker room there at, at, at the Giants Center. Yeah, I mean, the Philadelphia move is just something had to be done. I mean, after that Saturday night game, and, you know, I know they won again. They what? what did they play the Rangers the day before? Yeah. It was on TV? Yep. It was an NBC game, yep. and they won. Shut out. They won. Yep. But that, I'm telling you, it's that whole CBC thing. It's the whole hockey night in Canada. Uh, it, Trust me on To this. me, it goes back two weeks, you know, at least. When they wanted him out before. Yeah, oh. just you, you, he calls the team out, and then they lay a dud against, I believe it was the Islanders. It was just, It was a joke. You could see he's got... 
no control over the team. And right now they are on the outside. They are seventh in the wild card position. Pittsburgh's out also, though. Yeah. Florida's out. Ottawa's out. Caps are, you know, Caps are on top doing their thing. Islanders doing well. My Leafs are in. Buffalo, Tampa. The Buffalo Sabres. Dude, how about, like, let's talk about that for a little bit. We got time to kill without JD here. That, the Buffalo Sabres. I mean, who? Nine. Who picked that? Nine. My ears perked up at eight. When did it get on your radar? Uh, probably about six, but only because my best friend is a Sabres fan. I was like, what, 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 yeah. what, 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 what? Yeah, he, he constantly, you know, Greg's always posting Sabres stuff, and then i like, oh, I legitimately have to look at this. So what's going to happen is if this team gets hot, this Buffalo team gets hot, the big robbery is Toronto. And what happens is all Canadians come across the border to, to Buffalo to watch the uh, Leafs because they can get tickets. Correct. They get crap tickets. and they, So whenever you, whenever the Leafs are playing in Buffalo, it's like a Buffalo, I mean, a Toronto home game. Right. It's a short, short jaunt. People yell and scream. Right I wonder the, how this will affect Right down that. the QEW and you're there. Hmm. What's going to happen in Philadelphia? So do you like my call of Quinville or uh, Burke? I don't, like, like I said to Art, though, I don't know that, that Holmgren's going to do it. Holmgren's the, the tip of the point of that boys club now that Snyder's gone. But what's he going to do, though? He's got to hire a general manager. He's not going to be a general manager. I know, I know, but. So what do you say he's not going to do it? He's it, got to hire a GM. It'd be great if if we do finally get some blood from without, you know, from oh, you like away it. from the Flyers I club. love how you talk about this now, but before it's like, oh, you love the old boys club. You love the old no, Ed Snyder uh, thing. You yeah, love the whole thing. Let's go back to the rant how many years ago about the boys club for me uh, and how much I loved it. Yeah. A couple weeks ago when I talked about it, you were like, no way. Hextall, Hextall wasn't a part of that because he was in L.A. People were even texting me today on Twitter about you. There's, and I was saying, I said, you watch. That's fine. You watch. All you guys were against me. I, I'm stunned because as a Flyers fan, what I honestly felt was going to happen is I thought Elliot would come back. They would play better hockey. If Elliot did not play better, they would bring in another veteran, some somebody just to hold the fort down. You know, they'd probably make a playoff run. You know, they would lose. And then we would see what Carter Hart did next year. And then if he failed and things went down the tubes, then, you know, Hextall might be out the door. I, I'm I'm stunned. I just am. I didn't think that would happen. I figured Hextall would be gone within the next two weeks if they didn't pick it up. All right. Let's see if we get Coach Yell before the end of the show here. All right. Uh, coming up next, Archie Henderson. Remember Archie's Army, Brock? Do you remember all that, all those glory days back in 1979, 1980, 78, uh, 79, 80, 81? Yeah, I remember hearing them, but I was a little young. Archie Henderson, the leader of Archie's Army, coming up next in the Old Barn Hockey Show. We'll be right back. Fall means football, college, NFL. See every game every day at Gilligan's, your fun neighborhood bar. Every day is game day at Gilligan's, where you and your friends have the best seats to see all the games, every sport, while enjoying great food and drink. A great restaurant, too, with an awesome all-around menu. Your favorite munchies, burgers, sandwiches, and wings, along with full dinners including seafood, steaks, veal, and pasta. Gilligan's, the fun neighborhood bar where every day is game day. There's a Gilligan's near you on Eisenhower Boulevard, Colonial Park, and the Carlisle Pike. Harrisburg University of Science and Technology and the Hershey Bears. Together, driving toward the goal. Harrisburg University's varsity esports team, The Storm, is changing the game with top talent, a mind blowing venue, and a take no prisoners attitude. The HU Storm team are scholarship competitors and tops in academics, getting STEM learning that lands them in the real world ready to succeed. Are you in? Visit harrisburgu.edu. If you need a management company for your properties, call a Bears fan, Jody, at JLD Property Management Group. JLD will take care of your homes and take care of the folks who live in your homes, providing an enjoyable living environment that is soundly developed, well-managed, and an asset to the neighborhood. JLD offers flexible management services. They treat residents with dignity and respect and are true professionals in everything they do for you, the property owner. JLD Property Management Group. Call Jody for a free consultation. 566 166. What if you stopped by after the Bears game? What if you came on by for a happy hour? What if you just wanted to have a good meal? Huh? 
It's the what if of Hershey. Chocolate Avenue for innovative drinks, eclectic food, and true Hershey hospitality. Stop by after the Bears game. Show them your ticket. 15% off. Bam, boom. There you go. Excluding alcohol. It's the what if for your holiday parties. They got a great banquet room and great food and the lowest wine price. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What if of Hershey on Chocolate Avenue? What if? Root on your favorite teams at the Penn Hotel Sports and Raw Bar. Make a part of any event you attend in Hershey. Delicious wings, half-pound burgers, and the special recipe Penn Hotel crab cakes to some of the all-stars on their menu. Labatt Blue is always three bucks. Catch your favorite NHL games with the Penn Hotel's NHL Center Ice Package and watch NFL action, too. Not far from Giants Center, 600 Old West Chocolate Avenue. Stop by with your Bears game ticket for 15% off your order. The Penn Hotel Sports and Raw Bar. Menu and more at thepennhotel.com. Defending the den from our studio. Now, back to the barn. Old Barn Hockey Show. Welcome back to segment number two as we figure out what's going on in Philadelphia. I know what's going on in Philadelphia. The Rolling Stones are coming to Philadelphia in June. <laughs> I'm figuring out if I want to go or not. You know you want to. I know I do, but you know what the tickets are on that? Uh, 400? I bet they're, I bet. I don't know. For what I want? Oh yeah, six hundred thousand. I bet, I bet good seats are like a grand. The Stones, probably the final tour, U.S. tour. And you know what happens when the Stones hit? Remember when they were in Hershey? Gets a little crazy. Oh, they were. Last time I saw them was Hershey Park Stadium, when they ripped down that stage and put their own stage up. Right. And it was like twelve stories tall, and they actually sold tickets in. In the stage, in in the set, up above the lights, you could buy a ticket up there to watch down on the whole show. Wow. And there was an open bar up there. So when you bought your ticket, you not only had a seat that was in the stage that was already set up, but it was an open bar that you could just like hang out and watch Keith and the boys and Very good. Mick and... My God, how old are they, right? <laughs> Seriously. How do they how, keep living? How old are they? All right, old barn hockey show. Uh, really a great thrill of mine. I want to introduce our next guest. He's going to be coming into Hershey uh, coming up on December 7th for Old Time Hockey. It's going to be a gala to talk about the new Bears film that's coming out, Bears to Bears. Someone that's a pretty big, significant part of Hershey Park Arena and the Hershey Bears. Uh, pleased to have him on, ladies and gentlemen, Archie Henderson. Archie, welcome to the Old Barn Hockey Show. Well, thank you very much for having me. Um your buddy JD is uh, MIA today. I thought he'd be here today in the studio. He, we don't know where he is. I hope he's all right. <laughs> he might be out trying to buy his uh, Rolling Stone tickets. Yeah, <laughs> he might be. Archie, um, where are you living right now? Where do you reside? Yeah, I'm in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. That's where I was born, and I came back here after I was done playing and and uh, raised my family here. Um, how are things in Calgary up there? How are the Flames doing this year? Well, the Flames have been playing really well lately. Uh, the weather here hasn't been that great. We had about six inches of snow over the uh, over the weekend, so I spent a lot of it shoveling snow. No kidding. We haven't had our we had snow like about a week ago, and we got like seven inches. And like as you know, Central Pennsylvania, they all freaked out. Nobody knew what to do. It was gridlock everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it wasn't much better up here. I can tell you that. I bet that's for sure. Calgary's actually in a pretty good spot. They're in, they're in first place in the Pacific right there. Seem to have a lot of good things coming in. Archie, you're coming in for this big event. I think people are really thrilled to talk talk to you, and meet you, see you again. Can you talk a little bit about your time in Hershey? 
You came in, and I, I, I want to say 1978. You came in. Is, is that accurate? Yep. And yeah, it was I think it was I, yeah. I think I think it was uh, 1978-79 was the first year we had came in, and what had happened was, is I believe Buffalo and Washington had split the team the year before in 77-78. That's correct. And the the club wasn't that good. I remember Hershey had always up to that point had a, a a great history of having winning and championship teams. And they, they did for many years afterwards as well, as we all know. But when that season happened, it was kind of disappointing and for the Hershey Bears. And we were all playing for the second affiliate down in Port Huron, Michigan. Correct. The Port Huron Flags in the old International Hockey League. And Frank Mathers, of course, was running the thing with the Bears. And the following year, uh, Frank said, you know, I want a lot of these kids to come in from Port Huron uh, to the Washington Capitals, who we were all under contract to. And he brought us all in. Now, we, we did split the club with Buffalo, but I believe there were only at that time five players from uh, Buffalo, uh, Larry Playfair, young players like that. So our team was quite a bit younger. And Chuck Hamilton was the coach. Um, sort of an older, you know, kind of a, a grizzled veteran from the Hershey Bears. He was. Uh, Always days. a sport coat. Always had a sport coat on. Ready to go. Absolutely. A real, a real gentleman. A real yep. gentleman. Well, he brought in two uh, veteran players from Buffalo. Uh, Frank, or, uh, excuse me, Freddie Stanfield and Ronnie Shock, and then all of us other kids. And, of course, we did have one player that was sort of a, a, a great American League player named Dougie Gibson. Mm-hmm. He was a leading scorer from the year before, I believe, in Rochester. So Frank kind of molded that team together and, and after a, a poor season and wanted to sort of recharge the batteries in Hershey. It was a hockey club that was made up of some really, really good hockey players, but also some really, really, really tough guys. Yeah, I mean, um, I can yeah. name a couple of them for you right now. Gary Rissling. That, yeah, yep. Risling was there. Nelson Burton was there. Nelson. Playfair, of course, myself. The list went on and on and on. And we, we actually gained a reputation, and we were named or we were nicknamed the Bad News Bears because that right. movie was kind of out at the time and was a popular movie. And uh, Frank was sort of the architect of it, and uh, it got the Bears back on track. We made the playoffs, and unfortunately, we did get knocked out in the playoffs. But it was a it was a great year, and uh, my memories of you, of Hershey were just have have always been tremendous. Uh, I just loved being there. And one of the things I've always laughed about, was always curious about Frank, was that when I got there to Hershey, they told me there were nine thousand. 200 people lived or 9,000 people lived in the community right and the arena held 9,200 and I could I couldn't I could never figure out on a Friday and a Saturday night how everybody was in that Hershey Park <laughs> arena there was no one at home yeah no you're right you know I'm looking at this roster right now and there's a name that sticks out to me Tony McKegney Tony McKegney came in didn't he have a scoring streak of consecutive games where he consistently got a point or a goal he did he did and and he ended up going back up to play for the buffalo sabers and had a tremendous nhl career and and i remember what was so unique about it was of course uh tony was a black player a black man he he was in our eyes he was our teammate and a tremendous gentleman Mm -hmm. but he was uh he he was a forerunner in that part of the uh of it coming into the game and in Absolutely. the American Hockey League. And uh, j- just, uh, you know, to be a part of his career, looking back at it, uh, exceptional. You know, yeah, really I remember. I'm proud to say that I was a teammate of his. That, that seems like, with me growing up, I was 12 years old, that team was a ma- very magical year for me. I mean, more so than the cup that followed or whatever. It was just a magical, it just had it. It had Claude Noel. You had tidy. Yep. You had you had guys. You had Bob Bilodeau back on defense, you know. And you had guys that yep. just you know Bolin, Tremblay, Bream, and then you know back in the net you had Sauvé, Bedard, Raleigh Boutin, Randy Allen. You had all these guys kind of mucking it up, you know, putting things together. But it just seemed like a magical, perfect year in the American Hockey League. You had it all. And then Archie, you get the big swell of the whole Archie's Army campaign 
We're off of section 25 <laughs> in the corner. You know, Terry's down there banging on the glass, jamming every other opposing player that's taken off a face off you guys, cheering you on. You're getting shirts, Archie's army. It's like a slap shot type thing where all of a sudden, you know, different guys had different sectors. And Frank's selling T-shirts up there with different players' nicknames on it, you know, like Ristling's Rylers and Archie's, you know, you know, Archie's army. You know, you were obviously the leader, but all of a sudden this big swell of enthusiasm came out of this club. Oh, yeah, you're right. And, again, Frank was the architect of it. But, but when you got down to it, the people of Hershey – the hockey fans in Hershey were very knowledgeable people, and they they knew what was going on. It was a time in hockey when, when you know what we call now old school hockey was in its heyday. And I don't, I'm not sure that Hershey Bears over the history have had a lot of really, really you know tough, aggressive players, Larry Zidal, and right. the list goes on and on and on. But that particular time was kind of unique because that was sort of the way the game was played. Yeah. Thankfully it's not played thankfully it's not played like that anymore, you know, but 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 we had kind of that that brawling take no prisoners type of an attitude. And of course with Chuck being our coach, uh it was a lot of fun. But 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 Frank again was the architect bringing in the two veterans, uh Freddie Stanfield and Ronnie Shock. And Freddie had won Stanley Cups by the way that really helped bring us all together as well. And, and you're right. I mean, we had players like Bobby Bilodeau was our was our captain, oh. and Claude Noel, uh, who was just really start, starting to emerge as an American League star. Um, it was a lot of fun, and the people in Hershey uh, respected us and they liked us and they supported us as they always have with the Bears. And um, you know, I just uh, I really really appreciated my time in Hershey. It was it was great to get to know the people there. How do you feel about, you know, you watch, you're still affiliated with the, with the sport. How do you feel about the game right now when you watch it? It's gone through such a drastic change uh, over, over, let's say, the past three years. Um, it's just changed well, so much. Well, Even the American Hockey League has changed incredibly. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, think, I think it's for the better. I mean, honestly, I, I mean, I go to training camp every year, and our, our players are, are, are bigger, they're faster, they're stronger, they're – you know, as much as we want to talk about how good we were, we're not even close to these guys today. And 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 I say that you know out of respect for all of the players that I played with during my era. But you know, it's funny we all get together and we have a few pops, and by the end of the evening, we're all better hockey players. We're all superstars. But the fact of the matter is, is that in today's game, the athlete is is just that much more. And the game, I think, is is for the better. I I've been a pro scout with the Detroit Red Wings here for the last five years, and I've actually been a pro scout in the National Hockey League for the last 30 years. And I've watched the game evolve, and um, it certainly is a great product that we have, uh, both at the NHL and the American League level. And and people identify that, and and I think that the game has grown tremendously. And uh, you know, I'm just very very proud to be part of it. Archie uh, Brock here. You played on vintage Hi, teams, such as the Whalers and North Stars, and that are long gone. But you also coached in Nashville, long before yeah. the NHL made it there. Can you tell us a little bit about your time there uh, with the ECHL? Yeah, well, what had happened was, as I was, I, I had finished playing and I was retired, and uh, I wanted to coach and couldn't get a coaching opportunity, so. I had made it known that I wanted to coach, and I got a call from Bud Poyle towards the end of the year of my final year of playing, and he said, no, we've got an opportunity coming up here in Indianapolis. And uh, as things went on, I was able to become the coach and the director of hockey operations in, the, in Indianapolis. When that year ended, and we had worked the entire year to get an affiliation, which eventually ended up being the Chicago Blackhawks, when that year ended, they came to me and said, look, Chicago Blackhawks are coming in here and they want to place their own coach, which was Daryl Sutter. And they said, we'd like you to stick around and sort of be like your director of hockey operations. But for me, there really wasn't anything to do because Chicago was going to be supplying all the players. So at the time, there was a new league emerging that Pat Kelly was putting together. And that league was the East Coast Hockey League, and it had originally started off as the Atlantic Coast Hockey League, 
and was a five-team. It had ended up going down to a five-team circuit. Well, Pat had expanded it to eight teams, and one of those teams was the Nashville Knights. So Pat Kelly called me knowing that I wanted to continue coaching, and I'd known him from years and years before when he was with Rochester in the American Hockey League. And asked me- Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. If I'd be interested in talking to these guys in Nashville. So I went down there and, and I had played in Nashville earlier, like in the 80s. And uh, so I knew what the potential was in Nashville for hockey. And at the time, there were a tremendous amount of northerners were moving down to that area because they had the Nissan plant and the Saturn plant for the automobiles was moving down there in their head offices. So I knew I had a feeling that there was a real kind of a, a hockey surge coming, but also that Nashville was a tremendous sports town. And it's been proven with their football teams and their baseball teams and on and on and on. But I ended up going there, and, you know, it was a lot of fun. Um, we were sort of a renegade league. It was an eight-team league. And I remember the Hockey News ran a small banner article on the bottom of the minor league page, and it said, Slapshot Hockey is back. And it named the coaches. And there were myself, and there was John Brophy, and Jeff Brubaker, and Stevie Carlson, and uh, Chris McSorley, all these sort of notorious uh, bad guys in hockey previously. And we put together that that league, and I tell you what, you couldn't buy a ticket in Nashville. I bet. And 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 people people say, what do you mean? You can, I'm telling you, we had a it was an 8,000 seat arena or 7,000 seat arena, and there were nights where we had people sitting in the rows and, and on the steps. It was incredible. So you weren't and surprised. The took off. You weren't you, you weren't surprised then by the NHL surge of a couple of years ago when Nashville just went nuts for their hockey club. Not at all. Yeah. Not at all. It's a it's a tremendous sports town. And uh, a lot of people identify it just with the country music, which is a great thing. But it, Nashville itself is a is a tremendous sports town. And when we were there with the Knights in the East Coast Hockey League, it took off, as did the whole league. And uh, it, it gave a lot of people opportunities to get involved in professional hockey, not just in coaching and managing, but as a player and continue on their careers. And there's been many, many, many people have come out of that league over the years into the American Hockey League and then on to the NHL. And, and you know, I'm quite proud of that, actually, that I was there right in the very beginning. What was your, what was your fondest memory of Hershey Park Arena? Oh, for sure, you know, coming out onto the ice and having the fans greet, greet us. Um, the people in Hershey, again, were very knowledgeable, but tremendous, tremendous hockey fans and, and in general sports fans across the board you know, supporting all the teams in Pennsylvania. But but just the way that, that, that when you stepped out on the, the ice. Yeah, in the corner. You knew you were in a, you were in a hockey environment. Yep. And, uh, and the support was just incredible. You know, the Hershey Bear Booster Club in those days, and I have to, I have to throw out a, a, a big yay to them. Absolutely. I think they were in about, they were, they were in about their 30th year at that time. And, uh, in fact, I, they gave us a pewter plate, which I'm going to try and bring down for the event to show people. But the Hershey Bear Booster Club at the time was the largest in the American Hockey League and probably the largest in all of hockey, including the NHL. And actually, to get into that booster club, you had to kind of almost be a family member to have that right handed down to you. That's how big it was. <laughs> and uh, it, it just tremendous support. Tremendous, tremendous support from the people in Hershey and the area. That's great. Um, Frank Mathers is someone that you talk very fondly of. We did a segment last year, and you'll appreciate this, where I would go through J.D.'s garage, and I would pull out, if you've ever been in J.D. Mathers' garage, his dad kept everything in, in pristine yeah. condition in all these file cabinets that he would have. So last year, Christmas time, I go through, and I pick out I pick out all these photos of it. Frank flying bomber airplanes or something that happened with uh, 
you know, Mike Emmerich up in Maine or something like that or something with Butterfield or something. You know, you pick out his house garage is literally an American Hockey League museum. It's a Hall of Fame in his garage that he keeps very, very quiet. Your contract's in there. I looked at your capitals. I mean, your contract's in there. I was like, check, check out all this stuff. I mean, it really is in his garage. It's incredible. You know, he, he was uh, he was a very, very, very unique man and uh, uh, just an absolute gentleman. And, and I, I don't know if I've ever in my life met a more loyal person to the Hershey Chocolate Company and to the Hershey Bears. I mean, Frank uh, uh, came from Manitoba and went down and played in, in Pittsburgh, I believe, sure. in the American Hockey League he did. for a number of years and then before he ended up in Hershey. But if you look back at the history of the Hershey Bears and the part that Frank Mather has played, that's why they call him Papa Bear. Yep. And uh, the championship teams that he built, and I know Mike, Mike Nicolak also has that nickname as well, but but Frank was uh, Frank was sort of the the godfather, if you want to call it, and I say that in in all respect. He was the the man, and uh, he ran it all, and he treated us very very well. Um, you know, it's so funny um, I, I, when I when I got the call to be invited down to this event, and I was so excited to come. Uh, memories started coming back, and I remember years ago, right outside the door of the front door of the Hershey Park Arena were two small apartment buildings. One was called the Brown House, where yeah. all the single guys lived. Yeah, I'm aware. One was called the White, the White House, where all the married guys lived. And every year, Frank, we would come into town, all the people that didn't know, you know what was going on, and Frank would say, well, you can rent one of these apartments, but you have to paint it. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, not knowing anywhere to get a place to live in Hershey, not knowing anybody, you'd say, yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll move into this apartment. And Frank would have all the paint waiting in each one of the apartments. So he got a free paint job every year. <laughs> I can't even imagine what those apartments were like right outside. I mean, that must have just well, been a frat a house. In those apartments. Oh. Stories that I can't tell. Them I know you can't. All right, well, listen, Archie, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you December 7th. Um, it's old-time hockey, you know, the Hershey Bears dynasty. If you go to the Hershey Dairy Township Historical Society, check out tickets, and you can meet Archie and say hi to him and thank him for all he's done for Hershey Bear hockey. Archie, thanks for being well, part of the Old Barn I, Hockey Show. And I really appreciate your time, guys, and uh, really looking forward to coming to Hershey. Do you? You know, it's the first time I've been back in many, many years, and uh, – it just, it, I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be an absolute pleasure, and I hope that everybody uh, comes out and, and sees the documentary. And the people in Hershey, I will add as we close, should be very, very, very proud of the Hershey Bears and the history that it has. Uh, they are. They're on us, trust me. Um, hey, do you have an Archie's Army T-shirt? Did you keep any of that memorabilia stuff when that swelled up? <laughs> I, I probably do, but but uh, the event's only a week away. I don't think I'd ever find it in all of my, my garage. It's just as bad as J.D. made. Or... Uh, all right. All right. Thanks. Thank you, Arch. We'll talk to you. We'll see you next week. Take care. Bye-bye. Yeah, Archie Henderson uh, joining us. I mean, there's a guy. Guy had it done. A great, great piece of, of Bears history. And you love you love hearing them talk about the nostalgia. And th that is the lore of, of what the Hershey Bears are and, and and what makes them who they're who they are. Uh, Steve Coach said uh, not today. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Frank, but no thanks. Yeah, I spoke to him. He just said no. Oh, did you really call him? Yeah, I did. That's fantastic. Oh, was he upset? No, he was fine. Did he say no just because of what's going on? I didn't expand upon no. <laughs> That's funny. I, t I texted him. I thought he was texting someone else. I texted him. So, oh, my God. That's a whole mess. What do you got, Brock? Um, are you familiar with the Chicago Blackhawks that do that? I've heard of them. The one, the one more <laughs> shift? No. Where they take a retired player and they let them suit up with the team and go out on the ice with them as like a final. A shift, though. Yes. It's well, a real shift. No, it's, it, it's before the game. You know, because I thought I should always be a bear and have a shift. <laughs> yeah, just give me one shift up and down the ice. No thanks. So wouldn't that be great, Art? With it being maybe ho hockey fights cancer month, they suit up Eddie Olchick. Yeah, and he gets to go out. Oh, well, good for him. And it was if you haven't seen the video, check it out on NHL.com. It's a pretty moving testament to, um, you know, his battle against stage three colon cancer.
uh, and beating that. So a pretty pretty touching moment for Hockey Fights Cancer Month. By the way, how do you feel about Charlotte, about what they do after every win? Brian Burke said it's childish. It's like peewee hockey. They skate laps. They fall down. They do silly stuff. Um, I'm not a fan because I'm, I think, more of a traditionalist. But I, I, at the same time, they're having fun. So I, I don't know. I, so you're if, if it's the Bears doing that, are you okay with that? No, not really. Oh, so then the answer is really not really. Yeah, I mean, when it comes down to it, I'm a traditionalist. So I, I see what they're doing. I get it, but am I a fan? No. Uh, next week on the Old Barn Hockey Show, Mike Emmerich will be joining us. What else you got, Brock? Um, Beside well, a big gulp of water. Yeah, it was. I needed that one. <laughs> uh, Willie O'Ree finally getting his due with induction into the Hockey Hall of Fame. You know, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, obviously, we hear so much. We about, just talked about Tony McKegney. right? Exactly. We hear so much about Jackie Robinson and, and baseball and so forth, but it's nice to finally see he's really getting. I'm telling you, a, a lot of his his due. When Tony McKegney broke this record in this streak, mm-hmm. and you remember, this is back in '78, '77, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and things were a little testy, and I'm sure, I'm sure he got yelled at in other rinks. Uh, I'm sure I'm it was sure. crazy. But to have this happen with this club, it was – and I, I'll never forget it. I'll never forget. It was like a Wednesday night when he broke that record. I was like, oh, I just remember going home and telling my mom, like, you won't believe what Tony McKechnie did, you know? Well, and look at the NHL career he then had after that. Yeah, I like mean, Buffalo. He, yeah, he had a very, you know, long Tony was cool, career. man. He, he only came down to us for a little bit. He wasn't, he wasn't only with us like 25, 30 games. Yeah, it wasn't much, but he had like – with like the – he had like 39 points in those 25 games. It was like a Pierre like LaRouche uh, stint, yeah. a Scott Gomez stint, a Keith Gretzky stint. Keith was only with us a game, I think. Yeah, and then, you know that we had a Gretzky in a Bear uniform? Brett. Was it Brett or Keith? Uh, Okay, it might have been Keith. I I'm thought trying, it was Keith Yeah, I'm Gretzky. trying to remember which. Well, now I got to look it up. Yeah. Now I'm going to be all ticked off. <laughs> You're probably right. Um, It's got to be Brett. Because it's not here, it's not Keith, so it's Brett. Okay, I'll take that one. There, you 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 are <laughs> going to get it. <laughs> I'll take that one. So, also sad to hear in the passing of six uh, games. Mick Magoo, who uh, officiated in Hershey Park Arena Magoo. in the eighties. Yeah, Magoo in eighties uh, and early nineties. Magoo was uh, he was a good ref. Never wore a helmet. No, nope. always fair, tough guy. Always fair, always well-liked, solid dude. All right, that's it for the Old Barn Hockey Show. We'll see you tonight at the Bears Den. Uh, For those of you listening on the podcast, thank you for listening. Mike Emmerich will be joining us next week. Bears home games this week on Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday. That's it, guys. Go Bears. Go Bears. Who's an award winner? You are a Bears fan. Pick up your award or trophy or get them to give out at Hughes Awards in Hummelstown and Middletown. Hughes Awards and Screen Printing. Awards for your sports team or team at work. Screen Printing like the awesome Old Barn Radio Shift tees we pass out. Incredible embroidery, spirit wear, plus promotional products of every kind for schools, businesses, and organizations. Great stuff for fundraising, too. Stop in and see Chris and the crew. They'll take good care of you. Hughes Awards and Screen Printing. On the square in Hummelstown and now in Middletown. Kick back and relax with a beautiful view at Bridgeview Bed and Breakfast. Nestled along the Susquehanna River, observe wildlife, birds, and a splendid panoramic view, including the world-famous Rockville Bridge. Get away from it all while visiting Central Pennsylvania for a Bears game. Stay at the Bridgeview Bed and Breakfast, 810 South Main Street, Marysville. Call 957-2438 or visit bridgeviewbnb.com. Put some adventure in your life with a good book from Covert Maker Books. I like reading biographies and historical books, but you'll find over 100,000 books in all genres. Check out the local author section and now even bigger back room. If you can't find what you're looking for in Covert Maker Books' large organized inventory, just ask Michelle like I do. Used, rare, hardbacks, and paperbacks. Covert Maker Books has them all and you won't be disappointed. Covert Maker Books on routes 11 and 15 across from the Enola train yard or online at covertmaker.com. Gabby and I just set up our Christmas train layout this week. We enjoy it together. 
If you want to get started in this great family hobby, see my guy, Brian's Model Trains. Saturday is the fourth annual National Lionel Train Day with operating trains, free coloring books, and special pricing. Check out the new Christmas cards at brianzmodeltrains.com. Start a wonderful holiday tradition with Brian's Model Trains, now in their 16th year. Visit them on Main Street in Myerstown. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.